What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Middle call! Baby! This here today is a rapid-fire podcast. Five, actually six topics, five minutes each. Zip through. Got a lot to get to today. Before we do any of that, though, John, just a reminder about our PGA Golf DraftKings game, which you got to get in. Yep, I've tweeted out the link. You've tweeted out the link. It's in our bios for our Instagram. Get involved in the game. You're in it. I'm in it. Come on, guys. Download the app. Promo code HAM. Y'all know the deal. Get in our game. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, it's in the description below. If you are listening to the podcast, it's in the podcast description, wherever you get your podcast from. So you should be able to find the link. Uh, find the link anywhere. Uh, Rapid Fire Podcast, the way this works. Oh, by the way, and we made another video about making a, making a lineup if you've never played PGA DraftKings, which you might not have played PGA DraftKings I, I know a bunch of people, I'm sure, listening have got involved, it feels like, over the last couple of years with our football ones, yeah. which is pretty basic. A lot of people play fantasy football, right? Golf's a little different. It's just you just get to – you can pick any player just based on how much they cost. I used to – I've got to – Keep you locked in. There's not there's not much going on these next couple of weeks. Yeah, you many, need something to just kind of keep, uh, keep an eye on over the weekend. This is actually my first one, my first PGA DraftKings, although for several years with uh, my buddy Lee Moon – just for majors, we would just each pick five and put like, you know, I, I think it has dinners or cash, none of which has ever been paid out over the course of several years. But I, I, I had a low moment. I, I've gambled a lot on golf. I don't think I've ever played fantasy golf, even though people have always told me it's actually really fun. I know uh, daily fantasy golf is the best because you never get stuck with a player. Yeah, I did have some money riding on the uh, the players championship. Remember, that was right when Corona hit. They played, I think, Thursday, and remember by Friday morning, they're like, yeah, we're done. Then I had like $200 left over, and I played uh, virtual poker, and it's all gone. So <laughs> this is better. trying to move on. Yeah. <laughs> this is better. This yeah. is better. All right, John. Uh, our topics uh, on YouTube at the middle of the screen. 
podcast is available in the YouTube description. Five minutes on the clock. And we begin with this. The NFL, ESPN NFL Nation draft. Uh, for those of you that haven't seen it, uh, ESPN NFL Nation reporters, they made every player available in the NFL to a draft. And here is uh, the list. Mahomes, Wilson, Lamar Jackson, top three. Watson, Aaron Donald went five. Uh, Joey Bosa went ahead of Nick. Joe Burrow went 13 ahead of Brady. Drew Locke went 15. Matt Ryan, Kyler Murray, Teddy Bridgewater, Jimmy Garoppolo at 19. Uh, George Kittle went. Tua went ahead of George Kittle. So a lot there. What uh, <laughs> What jumped out to you? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater going in the first round definitely jumped out to me. I, li- I like Aaron Donald as much as anyone likes Aaron Donald. Great player. Hell, I like Joey Bosa as well. Joey Bosa was a star on a team that ended up drafting number six overall. If you don't have a quarterback, how, how long have we learned this? These guys all cover the fucking league. Aaron Donald is not the most important player on his own team, despite being the best player on his own team. Jared Goff, who everyone kind of shits on at this point in time, I think needs to take a step back, take a deep breath, has some flaws, still a pretty good player. Yeah. They went 9-7 and seven with him. He was slicing and dicing the Niners in that Saturday night game. He's more important than Aaron Donald. Does everyone get that? Like, However you want to do the first couple picks, no issue, right? Mahomes, no-brainer. Russell Wilson, no-brainer. Lamar, Deshaun, whoever your cup of tea is. Carson Wentz got to go next. You know, uh, Matt Ryan has to go in the top ten. Like, these guys matter more, guys. Haven't we been talking about this at nauseum? It feels like definitely for the past decade how important these guys are. Teddy Bridgewater cannot go ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo. Can't Guy, do it. Teddy Bridgewater wouldn't, even if we were doing like normal GMs, he wouldn't go in the first round. You know, he would not. No. How, how, where did all of a sudden Teddy Bridgewater become a top 15 player in the league? I don't know. I don't know. He's been available twice now, and he's ended up as a backup and on a bad team. And and maybe he'll – again, it's not about whether he can be good or not. That's not the point. The point is he wouldn't be a first-round pick. Even in a league – now, maybe if everybody took a quarterback, but even then. Okay, I'll give you one. Would any GM in the league take Teddy Bridgewater over Sam Darnold of what Sam no. Darnold could become? Not well. One. No, I don't think so. No. I mean – I don't think so either. Because every he's been a free agent. People could sign him. Sam Darnold was a top pick. Uh, I'll give you another one. Baker going I don't ahead love of Sam this Darnold. player. Are we are we watching football guys? Would anyone take? I don't like this player that much, but I would rather have Kirk Cousins than Teddy Bridgewater. I at least know what I'm getting with Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah. Don't love Kirk Cousins, but he would. He's functional. How about this? Should Joey Bosa go ahead of Nick Bosa? He might be a little. He might be the better brother, but he's also the older brother. Like Nick just came yeah. off his rookie year. I wouldn't argue that one that much. That that could easily be a no-brainer in a year like Nick is the better player than Joey. Joey's still damn good. I'm just saying, Joey Whatever. might even be more. Even if Joey's a little better, Nick just being younger, if they're kind of close, you could make that argument for Jimmy, though. Garoppolo, he's an older quarterback. That's why like they had Kyler Murray go at 17 and Jimmy went at 19. Well, if Khalil Mack was coming off the season two years ago instead of this last one, wouldn't Khalil have been a lock, like top eight player, right? He, he, yeah, Baker Mayfield. I mean, he bit. went 24th. Now, Baker, I shouldn't bring up Baker because, to your point, quarterbacks. How about Ronnie Stanley going at six? What, what, what are we talking about, people? Ronnie Stanley? 
I like Ronnie Stanley. Good player, but Ronnie Stanley? I, I, I Sometimes these guys that – I the pushback, are we sure we're all watching the same game? Well, I think some people like to try and be a little – oh, I'm going to take – I'm going to get more value, and then I'll take another quarter. But like Drew Locke at 15. That, that to me is a little outrageous. Under no circumstances could you put Drew Locke's top 15 player in this league right now. Now, if you were doing things like – Based on age, I understand if you went like I'm not touching a 43 year old quarterback or a 40, you know, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Sure. What you could have an argument there. I'll take a younger player, Drew Locke. You'd say would be pretty bullish, but it'd also be like buying a dollar stock, which in two years could be like an eighty dollar stock. Right? There's a chance by the end of this season the Broncos are good. Drew Locke's kind of the talk of the town. Here's right? one for you: offensive skill guys, quarterbacks out. Okay. Who would you take first among this group? McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, George Kittle. In this draft, McCaffrey, it went McCaffrey, Thomas, Hopkins, Evans, Hill, Kittle. Kittle went sixth among that group. Despite the running back value being a major question mark, and we'll get to it later, I feel like McCaffrey... I'd be arguing, like, could we take him as the first? I'd put Kittle up there really high, too. Yeah. I'd put Kittle I'd ahead. I'd probably of, go McCaffrey or Kittle. Yeah. I'd put Kittle ahead. He'd have to be ahead of Hopkins or Evans for me. And Hill, for that matter. I, to me, Evans would be my top guy out of that group. Evans would be one. Just the so size, you, you might the go, speed, you put Evans the physicality. Uh, no, out of the wide receivers. I might oh, take. Okay. I might take Evans, you know, if I could draft the right quarterback even over DeAndre, just I, I, I like the physical attributes scouting All right. me. All right, we, th- that, we've, we've exhausted that, so now let's get to running backs. Five minutes on the clock for Dalvin Cook, John, who um, has been really good. In fact, he's coming off the best year of his career, especially when you consider the first year was, for those of you who had him. In, see, actually, Dalvin Cook is a phenomenal example of why you don't play traditional fantasy football because he went pretty high his rookie year and for good reason and then got hurt and played four games. He's coming off a good year. He's not participating in any team activities till he gets a new contract, John. So the Zoom box does not have – it's just no Dalvin Cook in the Zoom box right now for the, for the Vikings. <laughs> Listen, Dalvin Cook last year in 2019, uh, the stats, he had his career year, he was an awesome player. I mean, he was a top three or four running back in the league. He was arguably their, the best offensive player on a team that had a really good offense, right? And on a team that – ended up upsetting the Saints in the first round of the playoffs. Like, the Vikings, at the end of the day, had a really good season. And you you could argue he was their best player, maybe Danell Hunter. But, jeez, guy, I, I, I what do you do? Like, are, are you at – do you – would you not want to draft a running back in the first two days just because the likelihood of them hitting would be higher and then you have to pay him sooner, especially if you draft a guy in the second or third round? Dalvin Cook's going into, what, his fourth season? So he had a yes. rookie year, he got hurt his second year, had his breakout year his third year, and he's like, pay me! Right. Well, it's like, Dalvin, let's say let's say I'm Rick Spielman, and I like the character, love the player. I go, well, how can I pay you huge money? You just tore your ACL 18 months ago. We saw that happen. And his counter would be like, well, I came back and I'm using even better. True, but it happened to Gurley once upon a time, and then he started getting tendonitis. How could you pay this player guy, even if you like him? I yeah. I don't know. The, the, I don't know how you do it. The problem with drafting, you could you could say, oh, you got you got a great player, 
and then you just move on from him and find another running back. But the problem is I don't want my first round pick to be four years and done on my team, five years and done on my team. I want, I want to want my first round pick back. I want my well, first I, round I, pick to become one of the highest players in the league because he earned it. Right? That would be the push. But like a McCaffrey who went eighth, they extended after year three. So that, that he, you know, he, Fournette. He, he's a little different, right? He is, but my point is, like, I, let's say uh, Dalvin Cook was a second-round pick. This is the complication when you draft a guy. Would you rather take a—maybe the argument is, if you're going to take a running back, just take him in the first round so you have him under contract for the five years instead of when you get him in the second through the six, right, like a, a Dak Prescott or whatever, they start wanting a new contract after three years because they really only have the one year left. Yeah, so you're saying take him in the first round. Do the Seahawks just no, take I, a take a take a running back at the end of the first round? Or how about this? N- never take a running back before the third day and undrafted free agents. Just do it that way. The Maybe prob- that would the be the problem. My is philosophy. you're sitting you're sitting there at like you know whatever thirty four going. This guy can help us. The, the, all we're, we're well thirty four. Really, it's the end of the first round where you're a good football team and you see a thousand yard rusher sitting right there. Yeah, and he goes. He's by far the best player on our board. I, I do understand where it gets complicated, but it consistently happens, guy. With these running backs, after the when they're ready to get paid, they usually draw a line in the sand because the analytic community now has really put it in the forefront of all of our minds. Like, yeah, they just die, they just fall off a cliff. So you're like, well, fuck. If I don't get paid now, I'm never my, yeah. my career's just gonna be over. And it's, it's like, remember Zeke Elliott, like years one through five. It's not like early Moneyball where the A's were scooping up guys with high walk rates and no one really even was aware of what was going on, right? Well, because let's say like everybody let's say knows they that just nobody pl- wants to pay a running back. Let's say the Minnesota Vikings just let him play this season out. I think his, I saw his number was like $2 bucks, And let him just hit free agency. We're not even going to tag you. We're just going to let you walk. Well, like, who's paying him huge money in the free agent market, right? Every team's going to be like, can we get him for cheap? Like, that's – you don't think about that like if – Mike Evans hit the free agent market. Teams would be like, what does it cost? You know, or George Kittle, like, we'll pay whatever. Right. With Dalvin Cook, the Rosemans, the Schneiders, the Veaches would be like, can we get him for $4 million a year? <laughs> they, they, they look at it like a baseball GM when it comes to these running backs. Because they're look running. Look Melvin Gordon. I mean, he the, held out, and Elway ended up getting him, I think, for like $15 million guaranteed total. Well, think about it, because the, the running back tag is not that. It's, you know, it's $12 million bucks basically. Would you just play this out and tag him? What if? But the problem is, if he just he's he's actually using his leverage by not showing up, he's playing it smartly, right? He's doing what we've been saying. Kittle has to think about doing if he really wants to get paid. This is what you do. But but is he going to get what? What would the number? Like we've talked a lot about Kittle's contract here. Before we move on, what would the number for Dalvin Cook be? Before we jumped on earlier this morning, I was just kind of roaming around the internet and I saw a headline on Roto World like he would gladly accept 13 million dollars a year so he's not going like give me Zeke money or McCaffrey money just give me like 35 million guaranteed just get me on easy street and change my life I want to get paid but I'm not looking for historic money but I do want to get paid so I, I I do understand his side right I totally understand his side again my question is would he sign for What'd you just say? Twenty five, twenty eight million dollars yeah. guaranteed, like three year extension. Zeke's. Total Would you do that if you're the Vikings? 50. 
yeah, would you do a deal if you're him for like 27 minutes, like the Le'Veon Bell deal? So it's basically equivalent of a two-year extension. But if you're the Vikings, you're like, I'll play him $2 million this year. I'll tag him for $12 million bucks, Or I'll, I'll, and we'll I'll have to fifth year yeah, option we'll year him. Then year. I'll, yeah, then I'll tag him. and Right? This is fourth year. So you pay him $2 million, You fifth year option him. You tag him if you have to, $12 million, And then you move on with your life three years from now, four years from now. It, it, make, it makes little to no, despite him being – Hell, guy, he might be their best player right now on the team. It makes no sense for them to extend him to a number, I'd say, above like $25 million guaranteed, which is sad. I mean, it's don't play running back, kids, unless uh, you're McCaffrey. John, let's take a moment to tell the people about their shot at a million-dollar top prize when they go to DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use the promo code HAM right now. Guy, it, DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy and is putting you in the mm-hmm. center of the action with a free shot at a million dollars. The PGA Tour is back this week, guy. It is officially back. Playing daily fantasy for golf is really easy. You just pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, submit your lineup before the tournament uh, tees off on Thursday. We have a game going. Linked in our Instagram. It's linked in all of our YouTube videos. We've tweeted it out. Uh, you can rack up points based on birdies, based on where you finish based on pars, uh, the more red numbers that you have on the leaderboard, obviously the closer you'll get to winning some cash. In a time of limited sports, there's nothing going on. This is your chance to get a little cash, uh, get your get your itches for your competitive juices to start flowing. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code HAM. It gets you a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code HAM. Get a free shot at the $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Plus, you also want to join our game. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit requires a 25-time playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The uh, the Chicago Bears, John, have canceled virtual OTAs, which honestly doesn't... I'm surprised it took this long for somebody to say, I've had enough of Zoom meetings. Um, but Matt Nagy said, I've talked to the team, informed them we're going to end our off-season program a week and a half early. This is not... Class was supposed to end at three, and we're letting everybody out at two. This is a week and a half early. Uh, we've had a phenomenal, ready for this? Nine weeks of virtual learning. Nine weeks of sitting on Zoom. Nine weeks of not getting out and running around together, just the classroom. And uh, they've been really, really solid weeks. We're moving on. You would have had those nine weeks, though, if Corona hadn't been going on, right? It actually would have been long, you know. Yeah, just time, I'm just saying on Zoom. On Zoom. Nine weeks. I'm just emphasizing is sitting on Zoom. One thing I saw a lot of coaches do, like I saw Schefter had Doc Rivers on his podcast, and Doc was saying he did a Zoom for Nagy, like he came on and talked yeah. to the team yep. the day Drew Brees. A lot talked. of college teams have done this. Yeah, you just have like, hey, Shaq, you want to come talk to the team? Hey, uh, some member of SEAL Team 6. Like, teams do that naturally. It's probably a little easier right now because everyone's kind of, at least the last month, you could probably have access to, especially other coaches, like, hey, Pat Riley, could you zoom into my team I bet for a the, minute? I bet their right. uh, speaking fees are a little lower. You don't have to pay for travel. You don't have to pay for the hotel. <laughs> no. Guy, some of these guys might just do it out of the goodness of their heart. Like, uh, I would imagine the Bears did not have to pay Doc Rivers to give their team a pep talk. But I... I You've been saying from the jump, just everything that's going on on Twitter, there is something to be said, I mean, as there always will be, about being in person with people. The challenge, I would imagine, for like the quote-unquote team meeting, that means you're 15 coaches, you're 90 players. Think how many little boxes on when the team is up. 
It's like, could you be like, could I doze off and no one's really paying attention? It it would be very difficult to really keep everyone locked in on a team meeting. Maybe that's why you break off early. I, I'm just fascinated to know, are we going to see that big of a difference come the fall if training camp's normal, that the offseason didn't happen? And will that impact future offseasons of, you know, the lifting and stuff is truly important. I think every player you hear talking, they've everything they've been able to do, they've tried to maximize their consistent lifting programs. But like the practices for, I, I was watching David Bakhtiari. He was like an eight-year vet who's, you know, Colorado, former first-round pick, and he's just one of their better players on the yeah. Packers. He's like, you know, I've kind of gotten to a groove. I feel pretty good. Like, is he going to be Beer chugger, affected? right? Yeah. Like, is Richard Sherman that affected? Is If Joe Staley would have came back or – you know, it's going to impact younger players that are going to be swimming. I just wonder with any guy after like probably year one that you've already been in a system and you've played, it'll if it will have any impact on you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I I do think college. I think college. I think it's going to have a huge impact because of strength and eating and access to food and just, stuff. They've like been that. they've been in the rotations younger. I I was going to say I think the food. First of all, the efficiency of just going from the meeting. We all walk together out to the practice field. We practice. You come. You do the ice bath. We know what everybody did. You get your smoothie. Just the efficiency, the control, all that stuff. Being able to control everybody's workout environment, being able to push them, being, being able to know what they weighed three weeks ago, what they weighed today. And I think the nutrition aspect is so hard. Like anybody who's ever read just like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some meal prepping this week. Then you realize you can maybe do it for a week, get all your little Tupperwares in the fridge and just grab it on your way to work. It's hard to maintain that. I think the nutrition is where these these teams really are able to separate because you can get them eating at such a high level. They don't have to do anything. It, this is just – and they probably realize it because one thing Nagy said was, I'm just – we're getting rid of the Zoom. This is now just going to be them. All they got to do is go work on their bodies. That's all they got to do. And I, and I would imagine it's just you got everybody logging on from wherever they are. You get done. You don't know who takes a nap and who just puts on their cleats and runs out to the park afterwards. I just think the, it's just so much more inefficient – uh, yeah, coach, I'm 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 headed I'm headed out to the park right now. <laughs> I'm at, you look. You Why does my son see you on God please? of War on Twitch right now? <laughs> so, yeah, man, I as you head to the movie room, <laughs> I I don't I I think there's going to be a physical I maybe maybe from a preparation standpoint in terms of just understanding all the classroom stuff they'll be the same. I think from a physical standpoint, there I think just everyone's going to be at behind where they normally would be. I, I think it's the one sport of the three major sports. In baseball, you it just pliability and lifting to me has become less what it peaked with the steroid era and what the body types are now. Basketball is clearly a weight the weight room has been, you know, instituted and in becoming a part of the sport. But I'd say most guys use it to maintain strength. They're, they maintain iron sharpens iron by playing hoops. Football is the one where a large percentage of the, the, the year, right, the 12 months, leading those nine months leading up to your season are spent living heft, lifting hefty weights, heavy weights, and, like, really pushing yourself physically at, at the lines. I'd say linebackers. I would say the speed element for wide receivers and corners, like the way they speed train, the seriousness of it, it's very unique to football where I think, like, basketball – they might be rusty shooting, but I bet their body types are going to look the same. Where I bet a lineman will be like, God, I'm 15 pounds lighter. 
I don't feel right. Mm. Or, or a wide receiver goes, God, I'm, I don't feel quite as quick as I'm used to training. Because think of the element of, like you said, the nutrition to me is huge. And that, I think it's even bigger in college because these guys do have money and they will have access to it. Like there's never been an easier way to have access to stuff now when you have money at that their level. But I do think pushing yourself on a daily basis with your teammates, it's hard to do it by yourself, right? Yeah. Like that extra push, or even if even if you have one, you know, guy helping you lift, it's it's different when you have your whole line there, right? Or you know, and, and the head coach is and everyone's watching. By, and your and position there, coach is watching. There's an en- there's an energy to it. Yeah, I, I think the college thing could look dramatically weird. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and 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 they are like the SEC got back. Your bo- your your body's growing too, right? You're at a point if you're 18, 19, you're still growing as and, and, guys sometimes. Yeah, and just who knows from a what what you have available to you at home. At least the NFL players have all been making some baseline of money. Like they all have blenders at home, right? Or if they don't, yeah. they can just get one. That's not necessarily the case in college. Um, all right, this is something that's I don't think there's really any news about the NFL 17th game, other than it's just something that. We haven't talked about, and I know you mentioned to me that people have been asking you about it. And uh, I'll be honest, I had not really thought about it at all. Well, because it didn't get implemented until the net following year, right? Not will there be a 17th game, not should there be a 17th game, but who are you going to play in your 17th game? Who? Divisional opponent for a third time? Yeah, I, you think that's not going to happen, no, right? No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, I, the, no one's even said, hey, just for the record, we're not doing that. Well, the, the schedule at 16, someone asked me, like, who are they going to play with the 17th game? I'm like, what do you mean? Who are they? They're just going to play another team. Yeah. Well, he's like, <laughs> well, you play your division twice. That's six games. You play multiple te- multiple divisions. You play one in your conference, one in the AFC. That's eight games. You're now at what? That's 14 then you get a smooth added two strength of schedule games, which for the Niners, for example, this year, it's the Saints and the Packers, just because you just play the other two teams in the NFC beside your division and the other division you're playing, which for them would be the NFC East. So you have all your bases covered. 16 divided by four divisions I, are four. I only, the only option I see is do a strength of schedule game with the AFC, or if you're an AFC team with the NFC. I, I, I really think that's the only option, right? Yeah, I mean, to what me, else could you do? Well, it, it it has to be AFC NFC. The question is, do you go strength of schedule, or do you open it up to be a little more, you know, kind of kind of like a lottery? Kitschy. Yeah, like do you do do you make a show where you're like, all right, here's now you wouldn't draw third, you'd only draw half the teams, right? But you'd have every team on the board, and you would just say, okay, the NFC teams are out; they can't play anyone in the AFC NFC. And anyone who they've already played is out. And now we're just going to pick a name I, I, I out. I think and part that's of the, the reason. Because you couldn't go regional because some, you know, you, what if you've already played the Jets and the Giants? You know, you couldn't do that. I, 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 I do think one thing that the NFL, if you and I walked into the league office and talked to the strength guy and, or the, you know, the schedule guy and Roger Goodell, what they love about strength, the schedule games, for the most part, it gives them consistent good matchups yeah, every year. Right. Right, and, and for a long period of time, you get you create rivalries that way. Like Patriots Colts, they played each other every year. Patriots Steelers played each other every year. Now, what if I told you we had got Seattle and Kansas City for the next four years, right? Every year, or 
Pittsburgh Eagles. You know, just really good matchups of teams consistently finishing, or the Ravens against the Niners every year for the next four years. And you could kind of cook the books, right? You could just make sure those two teams play. I, I guess to counter, my first reaction would just be, that does make the most sense. Would you at all be concerned that your best teams already play the best teams? We're expanding the schedule, and we're making, for the best teams, the schedule even harder. Right? The more strength of schedule games you play, just the more discrepancy there is between the difficulty that, that's and the schedule for good teams. Maybe you should go lottery then. Like, so you get Ravens, Cardinals. Just get some you random. Know, just, yeah, Texans, Cowboys. You know, just games that or, wouldn't or, have played that given year. Or is there a way to do something where it's based, it's almost like a rotation. Teams that have gone the longest without playing each other end up playing each other in some way. I don't know if you could – I don't know if that would work, but – I haven't read one thing. I will be a little shocked if it's not pretty basic strength of schedule. Yeah, I will too. You know, you just play – they just pick a conf, another division in the AFC that you're not playing, and you, you're you – let's say for the Niners. They're playing the AFC East this year, so you could pick one of the other three AFCs. Let's just say the AFC West, and you just match them up. Yeah. You could argue, should it be the opposite for that game? Like the best team plays the worst team or vice versa? But then I think teams would complain, well, why does that team get to play the worst? Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I probably wouldn't do – I mean, yeah, you could – There's you, anything's on the table. I probably wouldn't do – I think you're right. I think that's the way it ends up. You add a division, you play that division. One game. Strength of schedule. First place, place, first place, second place, second, third, third, fourth, fourth. But like if I told you that Niners Chiefs this year and, uh, you know, Eagles, Eagles Ravens, you know, just you just start adding the games like I, the, the NFL just likes more good games because it's not like week 17 is all going to be together. You, you, you know, stagger these games throughout the year. That's how they do it. Right. Right. Like that individual game could be. All the good, you know, let's say seven good games come out of it, they would just throw them per- periodically throughout the year. Throw one on a Thursday, throw one, you know. And the great part about the NFL is you get consistent curveballs. You never truly know who's going to be a good team because some teams, every year we get worse to first. Every year we get teams that were good, have a down year, one key injury at quarterback. All of a sudden the Steelers are out of the playoffs. Yeah, it would work. I'm just looking at the big, the big schedule. I mean, it. Just trying to think, like, so if you're the, if you played went NFC West, AFC East, which is what we already have, like you said, and then went AFC West, NFC West, and that means the AFC West would be playing the NFC South and the NFC West. Maybe you even go. Could you do it where the the. You play, like, for example, the AFC East this year plays the NFC West and the AFC West. So could you even always just match it up? Like, whichever AFC – so if you're the AF, if sorry, if you're the NFC West, you're the Niners, right? Whichever AFC division your AFC division plays, you also play that division. You could do that. I mean, there's no really – you don't have to, but – because I, I don't think they, they even worry that much about travel, right, or location. Like you brought up regionally. I don't think that matters to no, them at I, all. No, I only thought regionally from like a interleague play type 
could you get some good matchups that you wouldn't, you know, Niners Raiders play every year? One thing you could say is if you don't play your division in that in the other conference, so if you're the AFC West or the NFC West, and you don't play that other, the opposite of your division in the conference, mm-hmm. you automatically play them. Because originally it would be kind of cool. Yeah. It's just natural. Like, right, if you're like, if you're an Eagles fan and you're like, you get to play the Jets this year, or you're a Rams, get to play the Raiders, like, they, we would be more interested could, in our regions. You could do that. that where you're saying just every year. You never rotate. Automatically. You, you, you always play. rotate through three divisions, and then you automatically play your regional w- counterpart. One team in that division in a strength of schedule game. So every four years, you play the Raiders if you're the Niners. Every four years, you play Denver. Every four years, KC. Every four years, you play the Chargers. You could do it that way. I like that. That would be pretty cool. And you could kind of, over time, build some rivalries, right? Yeah. I like and just that. kind of feel like the, the you, you kind of would hate that conference too. You right. just, you'd be paying a little bit more attention because I think you naturally do. Yeah. Right. If you live in New York, what what conferences do you pay attention to? The AFC and the NFC East. If you live in California, you're just paying attention to the two West Coast of it. You end up watching a lot of those games. So I, I fuck. I'd I'd love some crossover. That's actually we figured it out. We just do that. <laughs> Took us a little more than five minutes, but we did it. Uh, all right, Bob Myers, John. Bob Myers was asked by reporters on a conference call um, about whether or not the 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 uh, Warriors would use a $17.2 million trade exception uh, that they have. And he said, I don't know. Depending on the economics, we have to be smart and pragmatic. I can only look at past history where Joe has always been receptive to spending if it helps us win. We're in a very unique situation now. I have no idea what the future holds as far as parameters. In other words, hey – let me just throw this out there. We've been – you're talking to the organization that has spent money like crazy, so you know we're not cheap. But we're going to have to take a breath here to figure out what we're going to do. I think fans, even if you're a Yankee fan, a Laker fan, a Warriors fan, just any team when you just close your eyes, the Phillies lately, uh, obviously the NFL is unique because every team has money. I do think you need to be be prepared because whatever business you work in, right? In our business, based a lot off advertising, I'm all off advertising right now. I mean, we we got impacted. If you if you work in a sales job, I'm sure you know, like God, oh, this guy, people stop picking up your phone call when you go into a pandemic. You know, you you read about these companies that had cuts across the board. Why would sports be any different? And I think sometimes we struggle because a lot of fans just view it. Oh, it's just a kids game. They don't look at it like a business. And I, I think it's going to be pretty eye-opening, especially if some of these salary caps dip a little bit. Uh, I, I'm still a little apprehensive to, when I read that the NFL salary cap is going to come down $50 million a squad. Like I, I'll be shocked if they don't put in some mechanism to at least, at minimum, maintain. I, I don't know. Yeah. But the NBA, who was already being impacted with television ratings, and they, well, they, they were having issues before the pandemic hit, right? China. Daryl Morey, remember Ch- that? I yeah, so that they were going to have like they had been talking about we're gonna we might lose ten to fifteen million a team this year. You factor this in, they've kind of been floating. It might come back thirty million dollars. Now you can always the great part about running a league, you get to make up the rules. Right. So it's like, well, uh, so you're just gonna get tax on that extra thirty million? Not if they don't want to. They could amend whatever they want, but it'll still be Joe Lacob. When's the last time Chase Center had an event, guy? The moment fucking the league, sh- get Taylor Swift and 
the Rolling Stones, like they got cut off too. It's going to impact. I, I'll be a little shocked if they just keep operating business as normal, won't you? Yeah. I, I would say, I say that for all the teams, Mark Cuban, the Lakers, I and mean, any of the quote unquote the, big spenders that don't hesitate. I just get ready. It's going to, it's, it's going to impact the players. Cause I think they're going to be, some of these guys will be like, well, no one's going to willing to pay me. Like, no, you might not. I, I think too, uh, the good from a specifically a Warriors perspective, they're good enough just to be competitive. Like they're good enough to sell a bunch of tickets without adding anybody. They might not be championship level, but Clay Thompson and staff and a draft pick and Draymond and they'll just be good. They don't they can they can take a breath and go, look, guys, let's just let's especially if that's what the whole league is doing. Now the counter to that would be does does the whole league do that and Joe Lacob goes, This is our chance to strike while everyone else is taking a breath? Maybe, but it just depends. I mean, they built this thing themselves and they built it themselves under the assumption that they'd be filling it with concert dates to make their money back. So there is just a lot of real money getting thrown around here. But don't, don't you think it's going to have a large impact on the league? Yes. As a whole? Yes. Yeah. Baseball. I mean, if the baseball season doesn't happen, it's going to have major ramifications there, but basketball, no matter I was listening to like Windhorse podcast and he's like, this is still going to be a losing proposition for Orlando. They just need to recoup some of the money. Like, they're still going to be way in the red. Right. Uh, now, you're right. The one thing Joe, who is a, you know, uh, a market maverick, right? He looks at things, undervalued things. Maybe you go, wait, I can use this trade exception to get a guy that in a typical year I'd be bidding against 10 teams where it's just me and one other team for a $15 million player. It, it might make sense. But I, one thing Bob has said, like, listen, he's always listened to me before. If I said this guy was worth it, we did it. They did have, I wouldn't say a bad experience, but they got a lot of credit for the boogie signing. And if they could do that over, they probably would have signed someone else, right? Because he didn't play the majority of the season, then he did come back, and it didn't totally fit. Though he did kind of help in the playoffs, but I think they would probably have picked another player. Yeah, I think for the hype that they expected, it was not what they thought. And part of the hype was it was them. Like, if he had signed with the Bulls, yeah. nobody would have been like, the Bulls just got boogie for that? But it was the Warriors. It just felt like this continuation of they just got they, – they've had Durant taking less money. It just felt like they were gaming the system when the fact was nobody well, else was – no. No one else was I don't know if we'd ever know the answer on this one. Do you think they still, if they would have known the pandemic was going to hit? Now, D'Angelo Russell was not a good contract, so they had him on the books. Would they have made the Wiggins contract, who's even worse and makes more money? Or would they have just stayed? If they had known the pandemic you, was going to hit, do they just let Katie go without doing a sign and trade? Probably, yes. And you don't do D'Angelo, and then you don't end up with Wiggins, and you just... But I think what they'd probably say is then we wouldn't have had either player and we'd just be assetless with a cap diminishing and we had high-priced players. We don't have any room to sign anybody. Yeah. So maybe they'd say, yeah, we have to do that just to attempt to try to win another title, have one of those two guys, and we think for whatever reason Wiggins is the better fit. But, I mean, guy, they got four players that if the cap does come down, they're going to be way over whatever that number is. I know, is. but you can't I mean, tax way over. You can't tax teams on a diminished cap. I, I, I'm with you, but you I know these things get sport, weird fast. Like, at least money that's already on your books. Now, any dollar you spend beyond that, that now you're over, okay. But, I don't know. 
I, you do agree, though. I think it's going to get a little weird for everybody. Whenever we get some tangible, like, this is what the numbers are, this is where we're at, and this is where we need to get to, people will be like, uh. There's going to be some change in the rules on the fly, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to have a choice. Right. Like you said, the beauty is these are not laws written in stone, handed down from God. Like, these are just their own rules, right? If you had to guess, you know, the contracts that got shelled out in baseball last year, the 330 and the 300 to Manny and Bryce, do these contracts with baseball still get thrown around as consistently these next couple years with the unknown and the amount of money they just lost? Or do you think if you're Mookie Betts, it won't affect you that much? I think it's – how does it not? I mean, it's – how does it not? Especially if they don't play. How does it not affect these contracts? This is not $7 million we're talking about here. And here's the other thing. Is is anyone giving Mookie Betts $350 million after the pandemic? I don't think so either. Maybe he signs a does he sign a one year forty million dollar contract and just tries to run it back? Now maybe he could just get maybe he could get could he get four for one fifty and does he take that? Like a two year opt out or something. Yeah. Well it's yeah. Bryce is like, yeah, I signed a ten year three thirty opt outs every year. Like so uh you just get all the sweet shit and we just hope to God you stay. I love that. That's the best part about baseball contracts. Signed a nine-year, $375 million deals and opt out any month I want throughout the nine years. It's like Johnny Cueto's contract. Yeah, just opt-outs. Just opt-outs. Wait, do we get to opt out too? No, you you got to pay me every No, there are years where you hope I don't opt in. You hope I – like the Johnny Cueto deal, they probably hoped he he didn't pitch well enough to opt out. I know. You you stuck. have to have legit leverage as a human being. They have opt out clauses. It's got to be a good. And here's the other thing: you're making so much money in these baseball contracts, and you're aging. By the time you got that contract, you're probably old. The amount of money you could opt out for, I mean, the amount of money that you have locked in is just going to be so big that it's not even worth rolling the dice on the opt outs. No. Uh, Can you imagine the power you must feel? You're like, I just opted out of 175 million dollars. So you better know that you have 100. But is it worth doing that for 200? Maybe. But you better know it's coming. <laughs> you better know it's coming. But, That's why agents get fired. Hey, John, let's tell the people about Raycon, the E25 True Wireless Earbuds, premium sound in a compact design. We got them, and you can get them too when you go to buyraycon.com slash ham. You get 15% off at buyraycon.com slash ham. Guy, you already know. Raycon earbuds start about half the price of any other premium wireless brands or earbuds on the market. And they sound just as amazing as the top other audio brands that we've all tried. You and I got them sent. We've been wearing them for the last couple months. They are fantastic. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing. It's really easy. Just press one button, boom. More bass, which is key. You want to listen to some tunes. And more compact design fits right in your ear, guy. It's fantastic. So if you're working from home, you're working out, you're in the car, you want to pop one in, do whatever, um, take a phone call with it, you know, all the normal stuff, everything you've done, but just for half the price with premium sound. Unlike some of the other wireless options, too, they're uh, stylish and discreet, so there's no dangling wires or stems or sticks. No sticks or stems. Uh, to distract anyone during video calls, too. 
Well, guy, you've heard us talk about the company. It was co-founded by Ray J, other celebrities, Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Melissa Etheridge, Brandy, you know, J.R. Smith, LeBron's old teammate. Now the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off, like I said, off your first order at buyraycon.com slash ham. Buyraycon.com slash ham for 15% off wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash ham. By the way, last thing. We don't even have to do this for five minutes. I saw on Monday the preview for a new Russell Crowe movie called Unhinged. I recommend you all watch the trailer for Google or YouTube the trailer Unhinged. You watch the trailer. I told you to watch it. I could not believe this was a real movie that got made. When I saw it, I thought this is the most relatable movie premise I think that has ever existed. Basically... A woman and her son are in a car. They honk at Russell Crowe, and she gives him one of these, like, come on, and then honks her horn and speeds around him. He tracks them down in rush hour traffic. He says, I'm sure that was just a courtesy tap-tap, wasn't it? And the little boy's like, Mom, just tell him it was a tap-tap. And the mom's like, no, it was not a tap-tap. And he spends the rest of the movie hunting them down because she honked at him in traffic and gave him the wave. Can you think of a more basic movie premise than this? I, I, I would say the movie trailer for Taken, while very cheesy, was like, I got to see this. This on the cheesy scale flies by all the Takens. I mean, flies by the Takens. Like, you're, you're, you're like, this is this going to be like, welcome to Saturday Night Live. You're waiting for this to be a joke. It's not a joke. But by the end of the trailer, because I watched it after you brought it up, Actually kind of intrigued. I will definitely rent this movie when it becomes on demand. And, it, you know, in these times, it might go straight to on demand. You're right. Very relatable. You know, usually you don't see, like, Liam Neeson was never Russell Crowe or whatever, right? As a star, I, yeah. Liam Neeson's pretty famous. Yeah, yeah. But I, Russell Crowe, I mean, one of the greatest, I mean, Gladiator, I mean, he became a movie star, like, uh, on the A-list of stars you don't typically see him do a movie like this. Maybe just hit rough times. Look like he's put on some uh, some pounds. I just, if you would have told me and described this to me and asked who did this, I'd be like, it'd be like an action guy that's fallen on, you know, Liam Hensworth maybe, but he's too good looking and kind of in his rock, probably not. But it'd be someone like in that level, not some guy that has Academy Awards, right? <laughs> Is, he, is there just limits of, like, there's just not that many options anymore for these guys? I, I, mean, I guess we have to account for the possibility that this movie is not what it appears to be, that there's some crazy twist we don't know about. But, yeah, maybe it just pays really well. Yeah. I mean, or maybe so he just you get maybe he gets the life. script and he's like, every human on Earth will be able to identify with it. This is the film everybody wishes they could make. When you watch the trailer, do you think, I would rent this on demand for five ninety nine, no. or I'll wait for it's free. Free. You would not rent this. No, unless everyone's like this movie. You don't understand. It's not what it appears. This is a great movie. Like, okay, I can be convinced. Like, I, fine. I'll, yeah. yeah, cool. I'm in. But first blush, I consider myself a trailer expert. I can category. Would I leave the home for it? Would I pay for it? Would I wait for it? Would I not watch it at all? This is between not watch it at all and watch it for free. And maybe watch it for free just because it's like, you know, let's just play out the scenario that we've all wanted to execute a million times. How would this really go down if I spent my life 
tracking somebody down who honked at me. But well, and in the trailer guy, kind of feels I don't know if he's killing other people, but he's definitely committing crimes to other people. Well, he right? barrels through a police car in an eighteen wheeler. He slams a dude's head uh, through the counter where they would eat at a diner, who looks to be like her ex husband or business partner. So he's he's accumulated a lot of information from the other car, right? I I, I would. Pandemic-wise, for sure, rent this movie. I also think you need to change your philosophy. I think our days of... I think the movie theater's basically dead. It might... The movie theater might not really exist in the next five years. So it's going to be, would you buy the movie at your home for fifteen ninety nine? Oh, I think it's like would you wait three? Would you wait three months for it to be four ninety nine, Or would you wait another three months for it to be free? Yeah. I think those are going to be the... The 2020s, the categories. It's going to be hard initially to transition to, I'm just going to pay for a movie that is a rental. It's not a purchase. Because right now, there are a couple. I saw one. You rent it for $19.99. It's going to, yes, I, I've seen a couple of those. So that that's like you, to your point. That's I've had low re- moments before, and I've done it. Really? For what movie? I can't remember? even remember, but it's never worked out well. So that ever. like that's going to be one of those things in, in five years that you're all just like, yeah, this is how you rent, and you just hit it. But initially, it's going to be like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. But we're all just going to come to the acceptance that that's, that's normal. You're right. Um, but if I told you whatever the movie of... It, it doesn't happen as much as it did when we were growing up. But like a movie that everyone would have gone to the theaters for when the theaters are dead. Yeah. Like Saving Private Ryan. Right? Just whatever the movie is. It was like, you, you got to see well, this. Well, a, a Star Wars movie, I would say. It's like one that right now for, drives for sure. I'd the say those and you know the the Robert Downey type movies, but I'm talking about Marvel, one that yeah. would older people, younger people, like everyone would be pretty interested in seeing. I think the market for the 15.99 would be pretty strong in people's homes, yeah. don't you? Yeah, it's gonna be because at the end you go, this seems crazy to me, but you do the math real quick, and then it be- once it becomes normal to you, it just becomes normal to you, right? Like one day in five, well, guy, like I-, I would guess this, John. Everyone will have YouTube premium in five years. They'll be like, yeah, 11 bucks for YouTube. No ads. Great. Right? Well, I'd say this. It feels crazy. Is it that crazy? You'd go, well, if I'm going to take my wife to the movie, what are we spending? Her ticket, my ticket, that's 25 bucks. We both get a couple drinks, that we some smuggle popcorn, in. and maybe some M&Ms. Boom, we're already $40. And, yeah. You just do it at your home for 15 You're actually saving money. That should be unhinged the sequel. You go to the movies, it costs you $48, and you get pissed and start killing people. <laughs> Think yeah, about unhinged. Honestly, there is an endless franchise of unhinged movies that are out there, right? Well, I, I think for sure, unhinged. The insurance call when a teeth cleaning or a injury is not yes, covered, yes. but it's supposed to be covered, yes. and yet they you get the bill and it's twenty seven hundred dollars, and you thought it was going to be three hundred seventy five, mm. and you go unhinged. And then you search that guy out, but then you realize he's just the messenger. So you use him to go to the CFO and the CEO. You can just take out the whole company. Right. You're just like USAA or Blue Shield Mm. or whoever. I'm coming for you. Definitely. And hell is coming with me. Unhinged overdraft (laughs) fees. That'd be maybe that's one. What would Bezos be? Like, hey, man, thanks a lot. You credited me more. I appreciate it. Just uh, that'd be a love show, right? A love movie. I just love Amazon. They just credit me. It's not an unhinged. No. no, unhinged, unhinged. Like your 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 Directv, uh, you signed up for Directv for Sunday ticket, but now you want to cancel it because the promo time is over. But you're locked in for two more years. 
unhinged. A good another good one would be like Comcast. You you pay a lot for Wi-Fi, and for whatever reason in your house, the Wi-Fi never works. And there's a moment when you had like a big proposal due at work that was like you had told your wife this bonus is going to be our next down payment of our home, the home she always wanted. You got a new baby. Everything's depending on you. You feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. And then you have like the deadline. Remember back in the day when Elvis Doomerville, they faxed the contract, but it didn't go yeah, through yeah. and he became a free agent. A moment like that. It doesn't happen. The, the, the deal doesn't go through. You get fired from your job. So you search out everyone that in the, whatever company that you are street, getting your internet from that's involved with that internet. And again, you start with the guy you call customer service and you just work your way up through the company. Yeah. It shows you on a and plane. You come to, after the, everybody. Like five minutes in, you're on a plane to India, right? To a call center. <laughs> you're coming for blood. I got. I, actually, this this might be the one that for me hits closest to home. After any car, the one they're making is the most unhinged. The upstairs neighbors, like, what the fuck are you doing up there? It's eleven thirty yeah. at night. Unhinged. The upstairs neighbors. You just you just look at your friend or your significant other and you go, there is no way humanly possible. We've been sitting here for three days. I don't think I've taken as many steps in three days as that guy up there or girl has taken in the last hour. What is this? What, are, 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 are they training for the Olympics? What could they possibly be doing? I, I, haven't you always been fascinated yes. by walking patterns? Yes. Do you I sound like go, this? Am I the, la- I'm pretty sure I just am I the, the laziest guy alive? <laughs> do, you, do you sometimes question yourself yes. and go, am I really lazy? Yeah. Do most people just walk around all day? Nope. But you, it's like, well, he doesn't have 5,000 square feet. Where is he going? Why you just you know, always does he just go to the, the kitchen every two minutes? Well, that I do. <laughs> Wouldn't you pay if it was legal just to be like, listen, I'm, I'm not looking for nudity or anything. I just want to see what you're doing yeah. for like two hours, middle of the day. Just I, I need to be able to figure out, like, am I the weird Once guy? Once I know, right? right? Like, I had some neighbors I couldn't figure out. And eventually I'm like, do they have a portable washing machine? Or You know, it's like you start coming up with all these possible theories. I still don't know. Maybe they had a washing machine. Maybe they didn't. It created this weird hum. When it, I don't know. I got nothing. No clue. Couldn't figure it out. W- would you say the majority of people, since you've lived where you live, that live above you, feel like walk around their their living quarters, definitely their living room, 50 times more than you would? Uh like at, 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 yes. at a number that is just outrageous relative to the way you're operating your life. Yeah, that's what I think. But maybe someone else thinks that about me. I think I walk softly, though. I try to be cognizant. But to me, it's not even about walking hard or soft. It's like, how are you walking so much in your house? <laughs> Go for a walk. I know. You come to your house, you sit. Sit at your desk, sit in your couch, sit in your bed. We don't walk. This These are not... This isn't like uh, this isn't a, a state park here. Well, and you're not picking apples. What are you constantly unloading baskets to the truck and coming back to the bedroom where the apple tree is? I'm with you. I don't know. But I'd say that you are not alone, guy. I, that's I, what this, I'm saying. This, this is actually the most, could be unhinged. I think it's unhinged. This too. unhinged would be too short, though, because you just walk upstairs and kill him. <laughs> you know, it, it, it would be no tracking. <laughs> well, it'd be like one of those safe room movies, you know, where you're constantly trying to get in. Do you know what it could? Here's what this could turn into. So you take out the people above you in unhinged too. Then you go, I want to see if everyone in this place is doing it. So you just start listening, and then everyone's doing it, so you just take or out room I, by I room. I put out an ad on and Craigslist, eventually the, like, I am the upstairs neighbor extinguisher. Yeah, and then, like, whoever the, you know, the 
kind of low-rate detective kind of gets word because it's like kid who's a little more tech savvy goes dad i just look at this thing i found on the internet and he's like ah i don't make what's the internet you know what's going on there and then he like that he sees like three desks in like three different apartment complexes all kind of middle floors you start adding it up and then you go back to your kid and he shows you again you start tracking him down but here's what you couldn't have you you couldn't have my current upstairs neighbor in this movie because when she moved in, we went up there and like, hey, just so you're aware. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Here's my number. Text me anytime. She was too cool. It would have to be knock, knock. What do you want? Yeah, I don't care. This is America. Slam. You ever had any of those? Uh, not like that. I've had people that have been cool, but then have had no concept that like pumping your bike tires up at 530 a.m. makes a lot of noise. Yeah. That type of deal. But this is not a podcast for the airing of grievances. <laughs> No, I, I, I saw a good TikTok video that's like, uh, when I wake up before my wife and the guy's in the kitchen, you know, like very quietly pouring some water and like, you know, taking a bite very quietly. He's like, when my wife wakes up before me and he's just throwing shit around, he's making the coffee. He takes out like a wooden spoon. He's hitting it against the cabinets. And he's like, and I was like, I can relate to that one too. I, I have always feel I'm so cognizant when I get up before people and I'm in a smaller quarters, even if it's a home, like I feel most people do not think about that. Just, it's like, oh my God. You know, my dad, are we, are, we, are we cooking the pig at six in the morning? My dad always says that a parent must have invented the bag for chips because it's so loud. You can't sneak chips. That's true for sure. That a parent definitely, because I know there are many times when I've gotten home at like after a game, it's like 1130 midnight and I'm trying to get into the fridge so quietly, you know, and I'm like, and the next day she'll, Alyssa will be like, what? You were making so much noise in the kitchen last night. I'm like, I was being quiet. I can't help it that the cheese is in plastic. I can't help it that the crackers are in plastic. Like, what am I supposed to do? Not eat? Do you know what you realize? I've been watching a bunch of that. I I powered through like 10 office episodes yesterday. I did too. And Seinfeld was just like this too. It's you don't have to overthink comedy and shit that just people can relate to and will just die laughing on, right? It, it's pretty basic. Like that's where Unhinged is kind of on to something. Like everyone can relate to at least the premise, how the thing starts. Yep. Go watch. Then most people would go, wait, you know, you're gonna follow this person? <laughs> you had a job? Kind of looks like he's his life know, is probably out, yeah, right? yeah. Some things he's rolling happened. his wedding ring. Like, did she just leave him? Right. Mm. Is that, a, is that her, it wouldn't be her sister because she would have recognized him. Is there like some weird, is that like her sorority sister? It, to me, there's got to be Co-worker. some connection there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did she say something to in an office? You should leave the scumbag and she doesn't even know it. I'm renting the movie. All right. Go watch the trailer. Subscribe and uh, like to the video or like the video that's on YouTube. And if you're on the podcast, go give us a rating. We haven't asked for that in a while. Yeah. Yeah, go do it. Peace. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.